This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. hour with your pals Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. We're on FM. Yeah. AM, because why wouldn't we be? And the app, that's 680 the fan mobile app. As the three o'clock hour gets underway, brought to you by This Stuff Matters. Like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. Post to the 680 the fans website under the podcast header or at this stuff matters. Net. Why don't we start the 3 o'clock hour by saying hello to Charles? Hey, Matt. Hey, Chuck. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. Are you from Atlanta? I am. What year were you born? Uh, 1977. Where did you graduate from high school? Uh, Dunwoody High School. Was it anything like Saved by the Bell? <laughs> um, not at all. And would you be listed as a famous alumni? I think I am, actually. I think I am. Okay. Uh, so what happened after high school? Uh, I just kind of milled about until I found radio. When do we do our picks? Well, well, we're done doing picks. Football season ended. God. Hmm. You have anything else? No, I'm out. Okay, good. Getting to know Matt. Brought to you by Chuck Oliver. You are listed as notable alumni. I should be. Damn straight. Uh, Chuck, the monk is gone. We've had 24 hours to digest the news that Todd Monken is off to the Baltimore Ravens. It's a lot of time to process the news. Hoyt didn't take it very well yesterday. Uh, Brian? How are you today? Are you a little better now that you understand what's happened? He's gone. The Bobo is back. Are you okay? I'm fine with the Bobo being back. I just, I want my monk. Well, you knew your monk probably wasn't going to be here forever. I understand, but after back to back to Beck, then he could leave. Up out. Go ahead. Uh, now, I did mention yesterday, if it does make the Hoyts of the world feel a little bit better, that Mike Bobo's final three seasons in Athens, the Georgia offense was... At least points per game-wise, really, really, really good. Like two of the years, elite, top 10 offenses. The last three years of Bobo was 38.5 points a game. Munkin's three seasons in Georgia was 37 a game. Now, again, the numbers and the points per game don't tell everything. Todd Munkin was very creative, right? And the scheme and the play calling, it was really, really good. I'm going to assume Mike Bobo being on the staff with Munkin for a year, combined with the elite players he has, and oh, by the way, a defense that he never when he was the OC, had a benefit of looking over and saying, okay, if we don't score 40 today, we're going to win. Georgia will be more than fine. Georgia's offense will field the best talent in America. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, downplay the importance of losing Todd Munkin, Chuck, but I will tell you this. This thing is bigger than Todd Munkin. This is about it what Kirby's is. created, the culture, all of the above. I don't see it derailing what they're doing. There, and you have to define derail, lose a game. Uh, not, not win the title? Put it this way. It's less than what happened last year. I think with Mike Bobo, 
you're going to look up, they're going to be playing in the SEC title game with a chance to play in the playoff again. That's all you can start with. After that, everything else is let's figure it out when we get there. I don't think anything changes. There are two things that all of us, hand raise, I get in the choir as well. There are two things that we all just so casually look past. A successful team losing its quarterback and its play caller. We just breeze right to hell past that. And everything that, all the justification is there. Um, But when something gets undone, a lot of times it's because where's the quarterback, where's the play caller? Oh, they were both, they're both different. That's a big, 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 big deal. And they've got a ton of talent and money and experience and all kinds of things to replace it. It's a big deal. It is indeed. And maybe I'm being too cavalier about it, but this and to both me, those things change. It's about Kirby and the, and the culture and the talent around it. And that schedule is PU. It's good timing if you're ever going to have those two things happen. They could be 13 and one playing for a national championship and lose. And what the hell happened, Bobo? It was his fault. Well, it might be. That's, yeah. yeah. How, how it turned out, by the way, the five-star quarterback recruit, Dylan Riola, he was right. Remember we played the audio a couple of weeks ago when he said, yeah, Kirby told me there's a succession plan in place and the guy's already in-house. Now, we all connected the dots that it was going to be Mike Bobo if Munkin left, but it sounds like uh, Kirby and Munkin were very honest with Dylan Riola. And for those who don't know, Dylan's father, Dominic Riola, was a big-time player in Nebraska, spent 12 years in the NFL and already has a relationship with Mike Bobo through Matt Stafford. So, Dad, Dominic said, quote, it's awesome for Munkin. It's awesome for the Georgia program. That's a sign of a good program when your coaches are continuously wanted and they make steps in the coaching ranks. As far as us, I don't think it affects much right now. There was always a chance of Munkin leaving. Uh, Riola's been building a relationship with Bobo and has a great rapport with Kirby Smart. So it doesn't sound like it's changed all that much, at least what they're saying on the surface. Uh, From football to basketball, congratulations to the White Walkers. Mike White's Georgia Bulldogs beat LSU in a barn burner last night, 65-63 at the Stegosaurus. So they improved to 16-10 and 10 overall, 6-7 and seven in the SEC. And I told you I'm not the jinx of this stuff. The White Walkers are back. They're rolling again. Uh, you don't have anything to do with what happens on the court at Stegman. You're right about that. I agree. Well, no, no, no. I'm not the bad guy in this, Chuck. When they win, I should get the credit. When they lose, I don't want the blame. Two no. and one since we uh, called you out on your BS. Who's we? You and the mouse in your pocket? We. You speak French? The hell we. Now, uh, we'll see how it goes Saturday because Georgia will play number one um, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So we'll see how the old White Walkers do after we got called out for coming up with that nickname, we. Uh, Georgia Tech plays tonight, incidentally, on the fan against Virginia Tech at 7 o'clock. You'll get the Ramblin' Rep tip-off show right here at uh, 6.30. Oh, tell me we get to go late today. We do. We get to Oh, awesome. A little bonus CNC. I hate Wednesdays when it's just we're on half hour later. I like when we get to go a half hour later as well. I'm sorry we're making you work a little bit longer. Thanks, PD. I got something I want to ask you. We got numbers in for the Super Bowl yesterday. We didn't have a chance to cover this. Super Bowl 57 averaged... 113 million viewers making it the most watched Super Bowl in six years and the third most watched Super Bowl, or take that back, the third most watched TV show of all time. The top local markets will not surprise you. According to Fox PR, Kansas City was number one, Philadelphia two. Then you went Cincinnati, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. Hmm. The Detroit one. Uh, What am I missing? What's the tie to Detroit? Are they just cold and bored? That's a Super Bowl. I mean, I think everybody has a big number, but uh, Cincinnati, Detroit, and Pittsburgh, three, four, five. Now, you want to know who the biggest winner was from Super Bowl Sunday? It wasn't the Chiefs. It was Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna 
Whatever her name is. Whatever her name is. Rihanna did the halftime show. What's his name? Tusk? Uh, Elon Tusk was in the crowd. Elon Musk. Musk. Him, too. They were sitting next to Roger Goodell. While Rihanna was performing at the halftime show, which... Whatever her name is. Thank you, Mad Dog. Uh, there was all kinds of, you know, social media uproar back and forth about Rihanna. But here's what's happened since the performance. She is now the number one most streamed artist globally in the world. She received 118.7 million views. That's 5 million more than the Super Bowl. 17 of her songs right now are in the top 40 on Spotify. She's gained 3 million Instagram followers. And her company, Fenty Beauty, searches are up 833%. So when you ask why the performer agrees to do it without yeah. getting paid, this is it. It's the greatest platform, the greatest stage in all of entertainment. Forget just TV. The Super Bowl halftime effect is real. There's no telling what she and her company paid for the production costs, and it doesn't matter based oh, on what I a, just told you. That was the story that uh, the weekend in Tampa, I think it was two years ago or so, three, whatever it was, that he had paid $2.5 million out of his own pocket. So what? They were like, here's a budget. Do whatever you want with it. Don't spend any of it, but here's a budget. The ROI on that, 15 times what he paid. And I don't even know what the ROI on this is because I just told you, she checked every box. She added three million. Like if you only had three million followers, that's cha-ching, cha-ching. If you only had those, she's the most talked about thing in the world for a week. Well, she's Rihanna. Rihanna. That's that's hmm. whatever her name is. Right. Can we talk about Tom Brady for a moment? Tom has been selfish for a very long time. Uh, selfish to steal all the Super Bowls from everybody else. He took Matt Ryan's. He took mine. He took. He took an Eagles Super Bowl from them in the early 2000s at Carolina. He, he took them all. Then he took Jameis Winston's job. Kicked the hell Jameis out of Tampa. Now he's taking Greg Olson's job. In, in a year, Greg Olson's going to take a 70% pay cut because Tom Brady needs to show the world that he still matters. Greg Olson, who called the Super Bowl with Kevin Burkhart, is headed for a 70% pay cut when Tom moves into the number one analyst role. Olson's salary will be reduced from $10 million to $3 million when Brady begins his broadcast career. In 2024, according to Andrew Marchand, the hell is wrong with this guy? Does he have to take every go away? We've had enough of you've made all your money. You got your Brady brand, TB12. That's not him. Go away. That's nothing him he's doing. Go away. I had enough of him. I'm not watching any Fox games he's in the booth for, and we should all stand together with this. Unity! Chuck, get your hand up. No, I'm fine. Do you not believe in anything? Do you not stand for anything? Uh, no, I think that it's it's. Uh, what else does he need? You're correct in saying that it's a it's a demotion for a guy who doesn't deserve one, or do, it's a it's um, money that Brady doesn't deserve. Uh, okay, but this isn't anything, Tom Brady. Nobody did anything here. The for the employers did. You're not. You're all boy. You are management side team management no. for Chuck. For I just the rest said, of I just us, blame the employers. Unity. I just said it was the employers. Say no to Brady. We will watch CBS instead and watch Romo make noises. Fox giving Brady that money. Speaking of Fox, this got lost in the weeds over the weekend. Did you see who's joining Fox's MLB network broadcast team? No. He's a winner. He's a player. He's Derek Jeter. The Jeets will join Fox MLB broadcasts. With his old frenemy, Alex Rodriguez, and the rest of the Fox crew starting in April. The Jeets is a winner and a player. So what will he do? Will he do games? I will believe he he'll be studio? in the booth. Will I, I, he be like... Studio. 
It's going to be starting the studio because I read that later in the season they will move him into the booth as the uh, games get bigger. So studio with Jeets and Dontrell and the rest of that crew because, again, there's another guy who needs, needs more money. At least, uh, I, I don't know if it's good or what. I, don't, I Honestly, I don't know how people view it, but people are aware of what they do with Keith Hernandez and Poppy and all those guys. Um, they're aware of it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they've done a good job of blowing out the broadcast. Jeter. And Bar- Burkhart. This guy. Um, and then I did see NBC Sports announced they're making an aggressive offer to win the NBA rights back after 20 years that they have not had NBA on NBC. So we'll see how that works. Uh, Braves pitchers and catchers, another day in Northport this morning. A lot of Braves regulars are already there. Told you yesterday Michael Harris was in, Austin Riley was in, Sean Murphy has already been in, um, and then the guys who had to be in early for the WBC. So a lot of Braves full-timers are already down in Northport. And the big talk today was about the pitch clock and the pitch timers, how this is going to work. For those who don't know the rules, you have to throw a pitch now within 15 seconds with the bases empty. Are we going to have a clock on TV? This is what is Fox or Bally. Are they going to put a clock in the corner every time we see a pitch? How's that going to work? Like, I'm wondering what that TV part, uh, part of the broadcast will look like. 20 seconds with runners on base, 30 seconds between hitters. Hitters will get one timeout per plate appearance, and then you'll be violated a ball or a strike automatically depending on the results. So that's the uh, discussion point down in uh, in Northport. And, Chuck, very exciting news. The uh, 29 and 29 Hawks will close out the first half of their season tonight with the Knicks at State Farm Arena. The mediocre 500 Atlanta Hawks trying to go a game above 500. And then everybody will have the week off except, I think, A.J. Griffin's in the Rising Stars game. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, Rising Stars. Everybody else should be fresh for the second half run. Nobody else going to the All-Star game, the three-point shootout, the slam dunk oh, contest. No, 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 They're not playing. Yeah, they should be fresh. Anything. They should be good. Uh, you said they're not going. Yeah, I don't know that you want to go. It's the place to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to be there. Trey Young isn't exactly loved by those guys you want to sit in courtside or a game he wasn't invited oh, to. But, but if you're an NBA player. No, 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 no. If you're not there, uh, unless you're injured and you decide, no, you're not going. You're going to the beach. Trey will not be there. He will be at some Caribbean destination instead of sitting All there right. at a place he went. You want to go to the party you weren't invited no, to? somebody's going, though. No, 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 no. Clint Capella's not going. You know where Clint's going to be? He's going to Disneyland. John Collins, Turks and Caicos. Trey, Trey will be at Atlantis in the Bahamas. It will not be I've at... Heard nice. Where is the All-Star game? Forgive me. Salt Lake. No, is that right? Yeah, because someone showed me a logo. It said All-Star 2023 SL, which is Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and then UT. None no, of them are going. Nobody's going to Salt None Lake. Going. Nobody's going to Salt Lake. You feel good about it? I was thinking Chicago, Vegas, Houston. Some... No, there's, they're not going. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. All right, we'll uh, take your winging it idea answers today at the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. We want to know, where is he now? You can either ask the question with the name or tell us, because I did not realize this. Do you guys know where Vic Beasley is now? Uh, I would imagine at home. Nope, he's preparing for the XFL season. He is a member of the Vegas Vipers. That's a true story. Vic Beasley, who ain't done-ish is a member of the Vipers. Where is he now? You see, I just told you, so we're going to play that game all day long with the question. Uh, most recently, what I heard, former hottest assistant in college football, Georgia defensive coordinator Brian Van Gorder. Mm-hmm. A Van Gorder film? Right. Where is he? 
Van Gruder film? He is coaching at Gulf Shores High School in Alabama. Are you serial? A, br- a, br- a brooder film? Stop. So I thought, is that true? He, and yeah, he said he was retiring from college coaching. Was he? And so he decided to coach at Gulf Shores High School. He got a promotion to American Heritage High School in Florida. Deal with that, Chuck. I was wrong. There you go. Where is he now? BJ, where is he? Where, where is he now? Dat Wynn, former All-American linebacker. He owns Chick-fil-A franchises in Texas. Good for him. I think those Chick-fil-A's might have some staying power. Daniel Matthews, where is he now? Former Royals and Cubs first baseman Pete Lecoq. Are you asking or are you about to tell us where he is? I want to know. Hmm, sounds delicious. Well, his dad was Peter Marshall, who used to host Hollywood Squares. Hmm. That's not the game, Chuck. It's not who's your father or where's his dad at. That's a different game. I have a fun fact about him. About Peter Marshall or, or the other guy? About uh, Pete Lecoq. Oh, how big is it? The fun fact, I mean. It's pretty huge. Tell me now or should I wait? He retired Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson gave up a grand slam. Pete Lecoq was not much of a ball player. Gave up a grand slam to Pete Lecoq. Bob Gibson was like, I, I have to retire now. And gave up a La Bomb, so he looked quit. Done. Gotcha. Well, so we'll find out where uh, that guy is. Uh, Brian Hoyt, where is he now? Uh, Otis Mounds. You're asking? No, I know. He's at Louisiana Monroe. He's the DB coach there. Okay. Wow. This, what a, this has been a great learning tool. Where is he now? But if I'm asking, Jordan Schaefer. Where is Braves overall number one pick, Jordan Schaefer? All right. We'll find that out. If somebody, This is going to be a chance for you to help your fellow listener and also help your fellow listener by teaching them where somebody is today. You'll send your answers to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. We're going to find out what Todd Munkin will make with the Baltimore Ravens. Is he getting a big old raise after leaving Georgia? Plus, is Stetson Bennett going to join him in Baltimore? We'll get an agent perspective on that coming up in 15 minutes. Coming up next, though, I love this Falcons draft idea more and more every day. Falcons draft grade, an F. We haven't drafted yet, bud. F, as in (laughs) (laughs) But They still have like two months before they, okay. Uh, I like this idea more and more every day because it checks two very important boxes. No dopey boxes? Hmm. Wait's taking the day off. We'll find out what that means next. It's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. It is a, a Wednesday, which means we'll play Wednesday game time in about an hour. Chuck, it's everybody's favorite. What's in your mouth? But it's a Valentine's edition. So we'll be putting Valentine's-themed items in Dan Matthews' mouth. Awesome. And the audience will have to guess what's in his mouth. What's in my mouth? Right. Uh, coming up in five minutes, what kind of rays will the monk see? Jumping from Georgia to the NFL. And will Stetson Bennett surely be a draft pick now with the Ravens? Nope. We'll ask Hadley Englehart, our agent of the stars. Be careful about some of these Asian said agent. He will join us coming up in just a few moments. The 3 o'clock hour of the show is brought to you by This Stuff Matters. Well, I can subscribe. To This Stuff Matters, the podcast. Posted at 680 The Fan's website under the podcast header or at thisstuffmatters.net. Now, Charles, before you know it, free agency will like be the hot topic in the NFL. And right after that, the draft. Which means the Falcons, who really weren't a factor during the regular season as far as like people caring about them, they'll all of a sudden be on the radar because they have the money, then they have the draft picks. 
One thing, though, we've neglected to talk about as much because we're all focused on what they could bring in from the outside is who are the free agents that they have of their own that they want to bring back? I think there's probably no more interesting name to discuss than Caleb McGarry. The Falcons have to decide if they think Caleb's season, which was really good, was just an anomaly, or if that's sustainable for Caleb moving forward. He had the best year of his career. It's really the only quality season he's had since he was drafted. So you have to be careful not to fall in love with the year and overpay him because that's what it's going to come down to when when you reach free agency. Or do you realize the full book of work in the four years was three not very good years and one that was really good and we might decide to walk away? Chuck, I'll tell you more and more I like the idea of the Falcons drafting O-line in the first round and spending the dollars that would have been allocated for Palin Kayla McGarry on a veteran pass rusher or two. I saw another mock, this one from the uh, 33rdteam.com, who had the Falcons addressing O-line at eight by taking Broderick Jones at Georgia. Now, we're going to get close to the draft, and remember I said this today, I don't know if Broderick Jones is going to be there. The way the steam on Broderick Jones is, he might be a top five pick when this is all said and done. But if he's available, I would absolutely do it. I would let McGarry walk. I would save that money. I draft Broderick Jones. He's my starting right tackle. In a couple of years, if I feel like it, I move him over to left tackle when Jake Matthews leaves. And now I've addressed some things that can help Desmond Ritter with a tackle that I think has a much higher upside than Caleb McGarry. And I've saved. And I'm going to give him a pick a number. I've saved somewhere between 12 and $14 million a year. Now, what do I do with that money? I go out and I get myself the pass rusher or two that I've been needing for a while. In other words, I'd rather spend that money on Deron Payne. I'd rather spend that money on Javon Hargrave. I'd rather spend that money on Yannick Ngakwe. Because now I've knocked out two very important things and checked two very important boxes. Hopefully an upgrade on the offensive line at a cheaper price and a pass rusher that I don't waste the Grady years by having Grady on an island, essentially, without any pass rush help. I would be thrilled if Terry Fonda and the Falcons went this way. Um, they're not going to win without hitting the quarterback, and so you have to do that more at all costs. Um, they did, I don't know, uh, it's hard to tell with what they were asking of, of Ritter. Um, they were really good uh, run blocking, I know that. You and I disagree on how effective they were pass blocking. But why is your tone so low, by the way? Because I, because boy, do you notice the tone on Chuck is very, um, very low? I think there's something you can do with McGarry, but just not at the price of the activated fifth year. So I don't know what he's up for. He may, I, I have no idea. The market will dictate that. Sure. Uh, what's the market for a guy that had three bad years and then one that was so above average that we were really impressed because we compared it because we saw every snap of the previous three years. Now, it might not impress you, but he I the, need to hit the quarterback, man. He had the second um, best, um, he had the second best grade at pro football focus of right tackle in the league. That's not nothing. And again, that's just one metric, but Caleb was good. Again, pass rush, a little hit or miss, but he was good. If I'm the Falcons, though, I've got to be able to spend this money wisely is obvious. But I want to spread it out as much as I can. So if I'm not going to spend it on one pass rusher, I bet I can get two. What if I told you I could draft Roger Jones and I could split the money up and go get an Arden Key and a Robert Quinn on one-year deals? Well, now I've added two pass rushers and got the right tackle, and I didn't overpay Caleb McGarry. Uh, is yeah. that something you're interested in? Um, I... Is it Dante Fowler? Is it three and a half sacks? I would hope not. Robert Quinn uh, and Arden Key. Like, Quinn specifically has always been a guy that has seen results. Now, I can't promise you anything. It's free agency. It's a guessing game. So I thought that was a, a one way to go about it. The other thing that I noticed from this mock draft. Old, old guys are expensive and they get hurt. 
course. I mean, but this is the guessing game that is free agents. I mean, you can't say no to everything. I'm not you saying no to like everything. Guy. I want to say yes no to, to McGarry. No. He said no to the draft. I'm going to say yes said to no. the right answer. Well, thanks, doctor. I appreciate that. Uh, the other thing I noticed from this mock, and it's not just this one, by the time the Falcons pick, if there haven't been a bunch of trades, it looks like there'll be one quarterback left on the board. In other words, you're going to see Stroud go, you'll see Bryce Young go, you'll see Will Levis go, which means Anthony Richardson becomes a premium. And I'm not a huge fan of Anthony Richardson, but the projectables are there, the size, the arm strength, the athletic ability, all of it. If you're Fontenot, there's a chance you drop back two or three spots and still go get an offensive lineman, for instance. And maybe it's not Broderick Jones, maybe it's Paris Johnson. Maybe you address that same need and pick up a pick or two in that equation. Because at that point, Carolina, for instance, is behind the Falcons at nine. I think Washington might be at 12. There are like two or three teams that are like right there that could want a quarterback, and the Falcons are holding the last ticket. Derek Carr's one of them. To trade up to go get. So eight becomes a really intriguing spot for Fontenot if the Falcons do not move. Oh, by the way, does everybody in the NFC South want Derek Carr but the Falcons? I don't know who wants anybody. Don't believe what, you know, just because people say, me the Saints met with him. I don't know that that means that they would want to meet his price. They met with him. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, like, if you're Carolina or Tampa or New Orleans, Derek Carr, like, we've made Derek Carr out to be the worst quarterback around. It went from he's overrated to he can't play. Derek Carr's fine. I don't know if he's going to win you, but he's a hell of an upgrade over what the Saints had, what Carolina's been dealing with, and what else might be on the market. And that's always what the value is against. I don't know that the Falcons would be interested because they want a mobile quarterback. I think Arthur Smith wants somebody who can move. That that doesn't check his boxes, as they say. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. All right, let's talk to a... uh a more, let's say, insightful guest on some of these type of topics. Our friend Hadley Engelhart, agent to the stars, who is kind enough to join us weekly, joins us now on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Hadley, we appreciate the time as always. How are you? I'm good, Matt and Chuck. How are you guys doing? We are great. So since we've last talked, Todd Munkin has exited stage left. He's now the offensive coordinator of the Ravens. And I think we kind of tap danced around this a little last week. Todd Munkin was the highest paid coordinator in the uh, in the college football world, making $2 million. I saw Vic Fangio with the Dolphins just signed a deal for four million a year. If you're going to guess on this, what do you think Munkin got in ballpark to be the OC with the Ravens? I would think he got somewhere north of three million dollars. Um, not sure if he got what Vic got, but uh, he obviously is making more money than he did at UGA. Uh, got a lengthy deal, and uh, obviously was a smart move for him. So the obvious follow-up is with him there now, Ravens back into the draft. Do you think they're in play for Stetson Bennett now? Well, I think any time for any player, whether it's Stetson or any other player, any time a, a coach, uh, coach somebody in college is now at the pro ranks, it always plays in that person's favor. Um, I definitely think that, you know, they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. I mean, look at their situation now. You've got Lamar, who they're probably going to tender. Uh, Huntley is a restricted free agent, and he's probably going to have to get the high tender just to protect that he's there because we don't know what's happening with Lamar. 
and then they're going to have to bring in a young quarterback. And so Stetson would fit that perfectly as a day three draft choice, someone that they could have that he knows he can count on. And uh, no matter what happens with Lamar, he knows at least he has somebody that knows his system and, and can do the things he wants to do. Uh, all right, Eric Bieniemy. I want to ask a coach question because uh, the resume is the resume. That's beyond – you don't even have a conversation about that. Uh, I know that for players, I know a lot of former pro players to say, oh, yeah, my agent set up and he learned, you know, I learned how to talk to the media and all that, whatever. But I learned how to act in a meeting with the GM. Is there anything about Eric Bieniemy, or do you know of any cases where like a coaching candidate was sort of undoing the resume? Like once you got face to face with the owner or whomever that you kind of you kind of undid your chance? Yeah, well, first of all, you hit the nail on the head, Chuck. You know, with our clients, coaching clients in particular, you know, there's a whole process of teaching how to go through this interview process. So I'm sure Eric has been well-versed by his camp to prepare him for these job interviews. Um, I'm surprised he's not a head coach to some degree. But you have to remember, you know, he is an offensive coordinator playing for an offensive coach. And Andy Reid calls the plays. And as much as Eric Bieniemy in the last year or two has gotten more involved, it's really Andy Reid's offense. Um, there's talks about Bieniemy possibly going to Washington. And if that happens, I think that boasts his resume because playing for Rivera, who's a defensive-minded guy, former defensive coordinator, he will run the show in Washington. Um, and people also have to remember, uh, and this is probably part of the reason why, I don't know how much, with uh me is you know he's got a, a history legally um he's had some off the field issues from back in college and things that that still linger and when you google you know his legal issues there's there's several criminal things that were were going on from minor things to you know uh, allegations with women so i mean there there's things that you know could play into an owner's mindset in making a decision on whether to hire Bienemy as a head coach Hadley Englehart, agent of the stars with Chuck and Chernoff on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Before we move on to another topic, I want to follow up on that because I think the second part of what you said maybe holds some more water for me, Hadley, because I keep hearing that, well, he's he's doing it with Andy Reid. Is he calling plays? Is he not? He has to go to Washington with Sam Howell to prove himself. Meanwhile, Nathaniel Hackett was a quarterback coach, not even a coordinator, and he got a head coach job with the Broncos. This just doesn't add up. I can't figure it out for the life of me. Yeah, and that may mean some of this off-the-field stuff that happened early in his life may be holding more weight. Um, he may not interview well. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs out there. Um, and I'm not really sure, you know, if there's one exact thing why he doesn't have a head coaching job yet, but it could be a combination of these things. And, you know, you take a Hackett, who you just talked about, and it didn't last too long. Um, so I think, you know, uh, you know, I think eventually he will become a head coach. I just think he's going to have to – Looks like he's going to have to do it where he's the full offensive coordinator showcase his skill set. Hadley, let me ask you about Derek Carr, who forced his way out of Vegas just after signing a new deal. He got a no trade. So I want to ask you two parts of this. Carr got the no trade. Do all, am I missing this, that all franchise quarterbacks in their deals, do they get no trades? And what kind of guess do you have on a free agent deal for Carr money-wise in years? Well, you've asked a, a number of questions that are kind of loaded. First of all, just to give you some history of the top 10 paid quarterbacks in 2022, um, four of them did not have a no trade. So six of them had a no trade clause in their contract. You know, it's about leverage. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Prescott, Stafford, and Rogers do not have no trade clauses. 
Um, with regard to Derek Carr, you know, you brought this up. He is a good quarterback. Um, you know, this is a, a quarterback-driven league, and he may not be an A-plus quarterback, but he's uh, done enough to prove that he can help and not hurt a franchise. Um, will he get the multi-year deal that's paying to what he was supposed to make? I'm not really sure about that. Um, he may have to do a shorter term deal, but uh, someone's going to give him an opportunity. I'd say the candidates, you know, are from the Saints to the Jets that are starting for a starting quarterback and he's proven. And I think someone's going to give him in that range of, you know, probably close to $40 million, 30 to $40 million to come play for them. It is particularly rough to be a running back when it comes to how the years of an NFL contract as a rookie play out and then your personal age. And for me, it was Maurice Jones-Drew. I was like, wait a minute, no, right when he turns 28, I was like, oh, that sucks for running backs. Derrick Henry, the same sort. You can get a second contract. You don't get all the years of the second contract, and then you're done after that in a lot of cases. Um, is that part of your education when you're talking to somebody coming out of the senior bowl and saying specifically with running backs, uh, it's, it is it is not the easiest path to financial reward? Correct. We actually have that conversation more with junior running backs in college that, you know, the, obviously the school would love them to come back for a senior year to maybe play in the senior bowl. But the, you know, the tread on the tires for a running back is limited and you see it in the NFL and you'd also don't have to be a first round player to have a great career. So, you know, Chuck, you, you, it's exactly right. You know, we are all about that second contract, you know, unless you're a top 10 pick, you really have to get to that second contract. And, you know, the younger you are, the more opportunity you get to get that second contract and play as much as you can of it. And, you know, but unlike a quarterback who can play into the 30s and even 40s, you know, a, a, a running back usually doesn't have much longevity in the post, you know, 28 to, you know, years of their life. Super agent Hadley Englehart with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Uh, the last time the Eagles were in the same position with a quarterback, with a year left on their deal, they broke off Carson Wentz. Whoops. Now, Jalen Hurts is heading into his contract year, Hadley, and I've seen some comps in the Kyler Murray $46 million on average a year should be kind of what Hurts and his agent are going for following the year of an MVP caliber season, the Super Bowl run. Do you think that number's realistic? Oh, I think that number's low. Wow. I think he is, you know, he has proven. Listen, I was a doubter. Uh, when they took him, you know, high in the draft. I just didn't know with him leaving Alabama and doing it at Oklahoma that he would be the quarterback that he is. And he's handling everything, not just on the field, but off the field with first class. And I think he's going to be a 50-plus million-dollar-year guy. I think it would behoove Howie Roseman, their GM, to do it sooner than later. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens much sooner than later. And, uh, you know, uh, I just think he's a great quarterback and he's a leader. And I think he's, you know, that's a team that's going to be a, a contender next year for the Super Bowl. So I was listening to a national talk show talking about this topic. And the thought was the Eagles are going to lose a lot in free agency. This might have been a one-year window because they had so many guys on one-year deals. And it was before Jalen got paid. And their thinking was maybe Jalen takes a little less so they can keep the band together. Tell me the agent side of that when your player's coming up for free agency. You know, I know because that's the analogy everybody talks about with Tom Brady, right, that right. he wasn't all about making all that money. But, you know, early in Tom's career, Tom was all about making that money. And once he did, he was about the longevity and having the pieces in place. Um, I don't know any player that's going to take any less money per se 
You may structure it more favorably so you can bring in other pieces of the band, but uh, he's going to get everything he's entitled to and that he deserves. And I think the smart way for, for, for Jalen and his representatives will be to make sure they structure it in a way that they still have, you know, it's cap friendly, so they still have the ability to get the other pieces in place. And he will. Hadley, let's start or finish where we started with the Todd Munkin. And the reason I want to ask you from the agent perspective is the word was Lamar Jackson was going to have a voice in whoever the OC was going to be. Help me figure that one out because I've heard that before. Does that mean they're calling him and saying we're talking to these names? What do you think about this name? Like how much voice does a player have when he's in Lamar's situation and they're hiring a new OC? I don't think someone in Lamar's position who's not a you know seasoned vet who signed this multi-year deal like these other quarterbacks that we've talked about, they don't know where Lamar is going to be. I mean, no matter who the OC is, you know, Lamar's future there comes down to dollars and cents. And so uh, I think they wanted to get somebody that can work with Lamar, but also if Lamar is not part of the long-term plan, it's someone that could help cultivate and coach a quarterback to keep this team in place. Because, listen, they're still a contender. And they're still one of the better upper-tier teams. And I think that if they can get the Lamar situation worked out, great. If not, and they trade and bring somebody else in. Uh, Monken is a, an offensive genius. And I think whoever is the quarterback there, and I think that's why they brought him in, is he's going to help that team become the best team they can be. Hadley Engelhart, that was a 10 of an appearance. A 10. Great stuff, my friend. We'll do it again next week. All right, guys. Be good, man. Thank you very much. There's Hadley Engelhart, agent of the stars. Might need that guy representing us. Man knows his business. All right, coming up next, this Georgia prediction makes no good football sense. But I agree with it 100%. We'll tell you about it next. Thanks for hanging out with Chuck and Chernoff on this Wednesday. It's a getaway day. We're headed to Harris Cherokee tomorrow. We'll do the show live at the Caesars Sportsbook. It's our home away from home. We love that spot. You guys can make it a, a getaway for an overnight trip, a day trip, or make it a weekend. Harris Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina. Harris Cherokee Valley River. Make sure you check them out. Chuck, it's time to bust out your blades and read the break because 680 The Fans' putt for the Porsche is back. Join Chuck and Chernoff Thursday, February 23rd from 2 to 6 at the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. For your first chance to sink a putt and get qualified to win the 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. Finalists will also receive a timepiece from Brown & Company Jewelers, regardless of the putting outcome. And all 16 of our grand prize qualifiers will receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter, valued at $300, and a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. Again, your first chance to qualify. The putt for the Porsche. Porsche. Uh Uh-uh. Happens Thursday, February 23rd, 2 to 6 at the PGA Door Superstore 2911 George Busby Parkway in Kennesaw. Putt for a Porsche is brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore. Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta, Brown and Company Jewelers and Mizuno. And for all the info and the rules and regs, visit 680thefan.com. I've tried to get to this over the last couple of days, but we've been so gosh darn busy, I've had to push it back. But now we get to it, Chuck. I introduce you to Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports who is one of many to do the way-too-early college football predictions for the 2023 season. Now, I've said many times, of all the sports, there's no more sport that lies to you than college football because in the summer we think we know stuff and we're dead wrong about half of the info that we give you because of the turnover. And it's happened more than ever now with, between Transfer Portal, NIL, just it adds to the unknown. 
but one of his predictions caught my eye. Crawford writes, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, and Gunnar Stockton each start at least one game this fall for the defending national champions who will get back to Atlanta without a blemish once again. Now, I want you to dig into what he's saying. A team is going to start three different starting quarterbacks, which if I told you that about any team, you'd go, well, they don't have one. Why do they have to keep starting? Not due to injury. They're just going to start three different starting quarterbacks throughout the season. Then he follows it up with, and they'll still go 12-0. I should read that and go, he's nuts. And add to it now that Todd Munkin's gone, and I should say it's even tougher. That schedule for a defending champ. Now, put this in the context of what I'm going to tell you. Find me a more manageable or easy schedule for a defending national champion no, of all workable. time. That's that's workable. That's that's they're they're going to be favored twelve times. And it's some of this is not I think, their. I think some of this is not their fault. The Oklahoma game was supposed to be on the schedule in September, but instead, the commissioner said can't do it. We're expanding in two years. They got to go. So enter Ball State onto the Georgia schedule. So I agree with them. And I was trying to think the last time something like this happened, and all I could come up with it was Ohio State, but they started three quarterbacks due to injury. 1983 Texas, uh, Todd Dodge, Rob McIver, and uh, who's it, Rob Morshell? If you say so, I was six. I'm trying to, well, okay, all right. Was that due to injury or due to performance? They were three different kinds of guys, actually. Because remember, Ohio State did J.T. Barrett, Braxton Miller, and eventually Cardell Jones, but it was because of injury that led yep. them one to the yep. other. And the fact that they still want a natty is pretty... Remarkable. Three starters. I am am jogging my brain. And that's 83 is about the best I got for you, A3 Texas. And by the way, check it. I don't know. I mean, I'm. Check it. I think Rob Morshell was more the drop back. You're doing this thing right now. You don't care. No, no. I will say, switching quarterbacks in season and winning a natty's happened. I won't tell you. We saw Clemson switch to Trevor. We saw Bama switch to Tua T. Hell, we saw Georgia switch to Stetson. But doing it. For a third quarterback? And I don't think it's nuts. I really don't. I don't think what Brad Crawford is saying here is crazy. There is a chance that Carson Beck, as Georgia tries to go back to back to back, gets the first chance and then, eh, let's see what Brock Vandegrift can do. And there's a chance four weeks later, all right, let's see what Gunnar Stockton can do. Do you read anything into the relationship? Was it that Gunnar had no. with Bobo dating no. back to South Carolina? Uh, it's it's great that you have it. I don't, it, it won't affect playing time, Uh now, if he's more comfortable and more confident, then that can affect how he performs. Mm-hmm. There is no, like, half a, you know, step up for Gunner because of the history. I don't believe. Did anyone, and I forgive me, I wanted to hear it, did uh, Aaron Murray, who was on today with Buck, you can hear Buck Blue 11 to noon, or excuse me, 10 to, uh, to 11, I apologize, uh, 10 to 11 here on the fan, did uh, Aaron beg for the quarterback job like he did on Twitter yesterday? Oh, stop. We did. He went on Twitter and he asked for the job. I mean, that's not a professional. He actually threw a bone to Todd uh, Monken. He said uh, I wasn't tall and I wasn't uh, overly athletic. And oh, had, he was he was pretty athletic. He yeah. said I had good enough arm strength, and he turned me. He says I left with every meaningful record in the SEC, which is true. Hmm. Hoyt didn't want to play that one, but Hoyt, why didn't you want to play that one? Is there that doesn't fit your propaganda? Is that how that one works? So I'm just curious. I want to hear what Aaron had to say, because if, if offered, would Aaron take the job? Did Buck ask him that? We'll get to the bottom of it. As a journalist, j- journalist, we'll find out if Aaron Murray really wants the gig. That'll be part of our charge moving forward. Coming up next, Chuck makes it clear that any quarterback the Falcons are considering in April's draft needs to have one specific entry on his resume. Well, let's hire the black guy. Oh, man, did you just let the cat out the bag? 
Atlanta, if you're a black guy with money, this is a great place to live. Chuck, that feels like a very very stereotypical kind of a thing. There are places where it's not so great to be black. Okay. Thank you, Charles. No, that's not the entry he says this quarterback has to have on his resume. Yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking about the three quarterbacks. I know thing. you I are, and you're going to go I deep. Care, yeah. You're going to go deep. Charles tells me this one's non-negotiable. We'll tell you what it is next. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. 